Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In the age of online retail, buying a car should be no different. That's why Carvana invented a brand new way to buy a car that's 100% online. Without leaving the comfort of your couch, you can browse and buy from their selection of almost 20,000 cars. And once you've made a purchase, your car comes to you, delivered right to your door. Or you can pick it up from one of their coin-operated car vending machines. All of Carvana's cars come with a seven-day return policy ensuring you get a car that fits perfectly with your life. Not happy? Exchange it or return it for a full refund. And with its dedication to customer service, it's why hundreds of thousands of customers have ditched the dealership and given Carvana 4.7 stars in customer satisfaction. So check out the nation's fastest-growing auto retailer at Carvana.com. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831.20. And welcome to Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin. I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Hello, doing the Dude Love Shuffle. Yeah, <laughs> fancy shirt you got on there yeah. today. It's Last week you had uh, sandals and socks on, and, and now that we're on video, everyone gets to see how wild Jamie dresses sometimes. And a I lot- will give somebody, uh, one of our viewer, viewers now, a gift uh, that I will decide upon later, if they can predict what, sh- what I'll wear at any episode, even if we're on episode 500. You know? Does it have the exact? At, at least two articles right. Because, I mean, like, 
At certain points, when, when, like, when it gets cold, poncho is an easy one to throw in there. Yes. Poncho. But I have five of them. <laughs> you do have multiple ponchos. <laughs> uh, but I even, you know, I don't like to give Jamie shit for the way he dresses because Jamie's way more fashionable than me. But even I, when I saw him walk in with sandals and socks, I was like, he, man, I'm Jamie's sorry. bold for pulling when, that off. When you have Debo from Friday, one of the greatest movies of all time, of this generation at least, Print it on your socks. It is a crime to hide them inside the sole of a shoe. Fair enough, fair enough. And now, uh, Elijah Bates could not be here with us this week. He was tending to some personal stuff. Uh, please, I, you know, I don't want to get into his detail, but, but, but if you listen to the show and you're a fan of the show, go send some positive vibes this way. He can really use it without getting too personal. Uh, he's dealt with some stuff this week, so uh, the past you know, week and a half or so. So please, please send him some love, some, some support, some positivity his way. Uh, he could really use it right now. He's okay, but he's just dealing with some stuff. Uh, and it would be awesome if you guys could send that his way. But in his place yeah. is the co-host of Collider Body Slams Raw and SmackDown Recap Show right. that we've been doing every week uh, since, uh, well, it's been past like two weeks now, yeah, I believe. Yeah. Uh, so it's John Roca. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, Two things. A, shout out to Jamie. Uh, I don't know what you're going through, but brother, I'm sending you a lot of love. Thanks for Elijah. Letting me take- Elijah. Elijah. Elijah, sorry. Uh, thanks, thanks, for, thanks for letting me. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, yeah, Elijah, thanks for letting me take your spot this week. I- I'll do my best to do you proud. And Jamie, this is the hairiest mother effer I've seen since Robin Williams, so shout out to Jamie. <laughs> and look, if you want to win a prize, follow me on Instagram, DM me, uh, and on Twitter, and I'll let you know what Jamie's wearing before he walks on the set. We can split the prize. We can split the prize. <laughs> you guys get each half pair of beats each, you know? Like Done. One headphone Done. each. Wow. <laughs> hey, I'm down. You know, I never said what it would be. <laughs> right, that's right. We do have to get them in here, though, now that we are in the studio and we're on camera. We should probably get, like, some fancier-looking ones. Yeah, you would think. Well, like, it wouldn't be great if I gifted you guys beats, you know? Like, it w- <laughs> I can guess what you're going to wear, God, so I'll do like, this. Like, like, I, I, no, I, I still, like, hey. It's so beyond, bizarre. Like, I feel like I've done it before. Like, I, <laughs> I still have my beats headphones. I use them oh, every day. I think day. you guys wore them in the studio once. No, I I wore them every day. It was you everyone did. else. You did. I wore them every Eli time. Wait a minute. You gave never. people Beats earphones, and they didn't wear them every day? No, not at least in the studio. That I, makes no sense. I still wear them every day in the office. I When we recorded, I will bring them from now on. I just, you know, I'm, I'm still not used to the setup here. So we'll... we'll I'll get on it. We'll get the, we'll get the beat situation handled. I'm a big Liverpool fan. I'm still trying to find those Liverpool beats that LeBron gave out to the whole team. Those were awesome. Yeah, those are I mean, right? only enough were made for the athlete. That's what it, it's insane. Technically, You're going to have to go find a Liverpool athlete. <laughs> I'm going to rob that. Some one of those lower team members. All right, well, a lot did happen in wrestling this week. I want Boy, howdy. I want to jump into it. I think uh, the biggest story of the week happened over the past day and a half or so, and that is... Um, everything that happened between Dave Meltzer and Peyton Royce uh, after some comments that he said on Wrestling Observer Radio were kind of dispersed on social media. Basically, what he said was he was talking about her breast implants and he was saying he was trying. He was, tr- he was dancing, it, dancing around it. But it sounded like what he was trying to say is that he felt like uh, since she has gotten breast augmentation surgery that. Uh, it has affected her her skills in the ring. That he liked her more when she was in NXT, but the way he worded it was that he said that he liked her more when she was. Uh, he said she was more attractive when she was in NXT, and that she was a he liked her better when she was lighter. Is how it sounded. And Do you have the exact quote? Yeah, it's right here. It says, um, "So Melter said the Iconics got boringed out. They're another one. I thought they had a cool act in NXT and on the main roster. I don't get a thing out of them. I don't think their promos are particularly good. Their wrestling isn't good. I think they even like." I think Peyton Royce's transformation to look more attractive 
I don't know. I don't want to say, but I don't think that. And then Alvarez said she was more attractive in NXT. And Meltzer said, I thought so, yes. To me, yes, I would say so. But that's neither here nor there. Um, and then, you know, Alvarez noted, well, we're not saying that she's not unattractive. And he said, no, I know. I didn't say that at all. Um, but I don't think, I don't think uh, she doesn't stand out to me. When she was in NXT, she did. She was, she was a lot lighter. Hey, hmm. you know what? He almost, he almost avoided this whole thing. Yeah. At the very beginning. I don't, I, I don't want to say. It could have yeah. all, yeah, all been ended there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely could have all been ended there, but it did not end there. Because, you know, these comments apparently were made, I believe, a week ago is, yes. is, when, they, is when he said this on the show. At least that's what I read. Yeah, but that, you know, it, you know, it was tweeted by um account I follow, uh, Danny. He's a very good follow. Uh, big, big wrestling fan. I recommend it. But he tweeted it. Peyton Royce saw it and said, so what would you have me do, Dave? Starve myself? This is how nightmares for young women start. The females in your life must be proud. And this just started a whole wave of tweets. You know, I was actually on the NXT conference call, and uh, my girlfriend Erica sent me the tweet right as it dropped and was like, oh, this is really bad. And uh, Dave was on the same call. It It was literally like she sent me the tweet, and then... Two seconds later, like, uh, two minutes later, it was like, Dave Meltzer has the next question. And I was like, oh, man, he is going to be in for a world of, 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 of tweets that are going to be sent his way uh, as soon as he hangs up from this call. Now, look, at I, Dave has since apologized profusely. Like, yes. he did, like, a half-hour show apologizing, saying how wrong it was of him. Um, but, you know, besides just every wrestler coming out and dunking on him, I think there was a message that wasn't necessarily just um, specific to Dave Meltzer. I think this is something that is a, is a bigger problem in wrestling. You know, Absolutely. that because I mean, as someone who runs the social media for the site right now, I mean, I see comments like this on a daily basis, oh, yeah, constantly sure. in the wrestling community. And I've always thought like, ever since I was like, you know, younger and I started talking to message boards and things like that, I've always been confused as to like why people take it so far. And, and it's, mm-hmm. and, I'm sure I'm not the only one. I mean, I'm sure this is something that's bothered you guys as well. You know, being wrestling fans, it's it, it, it was it was gross to see. You know, because Peyton put it perfectly. That is something that not just women in professional wrestling, women in all forms walks of life have to deal with. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it, it goes to show. I mean, what a lot of these people are doing to their bodies nowadays. You know, I mean, whether it be through the Kardashians and Instagram and all that stuff. You know, there is a certain level of "Quote unquote attractiveness that women aspire to be now, and I, it goes for men as well. I'm not, I mean, maybe not as much because you know I don't think, you know, it's it's unfortunate that women have to live up to a higher standard than men do in terms of, um, like in terms of life. For instance, if a guy farts or burps or lets himself go, that's what a guy does, mm-hmm. you know. But if a girl does any of that shit." lets herself go like maybe doesn't even shave her legs one one day and like it's it's like what the fuck it's like a topic yeah it's like holy no no it's like you shouldn't (laughs) do that it and it's a shame it really is and especially with professional wrestling where yes your body does have to do is a big is a big part of it it is but in terms of say like judging somebody just because you'd think they're less attractive first off at its base is is gross and 
It's it, w, I, I, the reason why I'm kind of just including every other walk of life is because this is a hyper focused incubator of attention, hmm. which is WWE. They are being viewed from not just America, from all over the world. And you don't think that the women, I'd, I'd like to think that the women especially look at all these photos of them whether it be ones that WWE posted and they didn't know about or a bad angle that a fan took, you don't think that they're like, fuck, I really wish that was, that's not out there right now. Of course. I mean, look, I, look I, I've been sitting in my apartment doing stuff not on camera for the past three years, and now that there's, like, a camera in front of my face this close, <laughs> I'm like, shit, man, I got to go to the gym, dude. Like, what am I doing, you know? And, and I, so granted, this-, this is a terrible angle, and it's better in the podcast room, <laughs> but, but still, but still I, I can only imagine what someone who – is on has a, a much larger magnifying glass on them has to go through, especially when you're half naked in front of everybody. Yeah, and if you're a movie star, you're in a movie like once or twice out of the year. Yeah, I mean these guys are on TV. Well, in, in terms of Peyton, uh, two or three times. I mean, like at least two times out of the out of the week. Yeah, and I mean I know somebody. I mean I I, mean, I don't know because I'm not her, but I can imagine. That somebody who is so young in the wrestling business and is already at a certain level of intimidation, and then arguably the most um, prominent prominent I guess is a word for it wrestling journalist yeah. calls you specifically you not your partner you out and says that you look you don't look like you way you should and that's why I don't like you as much and especially when it's someone who looks like Peyton does yeah but she is so. <laughs> Attractive. Like I mean, that, you that picture, never... that picture that Spud posted. Oh my god, <laughs> that girl is gorgeous. Sure. Well, I think the thing is, his and we talked about this on the SmackDown recap. We have talked about how we don't feel, or at least I have, that the iconics are over anymore. The boring stuff that if that organically happens in a crowd, you are almost done with your act or your character or your sketch. Like, and and they're there. It's just repeated. So he was making a decent opinion about the situation. Yes. It was when he said, I probably shouldn't say this. And he knew he shouldn't say this and then kept going. And then the lighter thing. And you know, with, with Alexa bliss talking about the body issues that she had transitioning from being a fitness model into being a wrestler and being a little bit, putting on a little bit of weight to be, look like a normal woman, you know, to say oh, the biscuit butt comments that she was getting that, that were offending her. The stuff with Nia Jax that was going on. This is just an incredibly insensitive move by Meltzer to not read the room, to not understand that these comments you just don't make. If you ever met a woman in your life, you never make these kinds of comments. You know what I'm saying? Women are sensitive about that because we have made them sensitive about it, and they have made themselves sensitive about it as a result. I think Jimmy bring up a good point, this idea of of what we expect women to be, the look we expect, and that is all changing. Now, this is wrestling, so... It is about people being in the best shape that they can be for the most part. Yeah, there's the occasional earthquake or the occasional big show, or, uh, you know, and you have the larger people that get involved. But for the most part, everyone tries to stay in shape. They do promos for the food, for like WWE has them doing promos for like tap out, that close, you got all that kind of stuff. So that's all built in. But this is a bigger issue. And him trying to apologize, doing what he did. He even messed up the apology by saying, "Of course you're gorgeous." It's like, no, that's not the point. Yeah, and, and, then, I, I, and then I'll, I'll, re, I'll read yeah. his. I'll and then read Charlotte his, Flair. <laughs> I mean, all these people now want to tear him to pieces. He, so he's gotten dunked on by the, pretty much the entire wrestling. Oh yeah, the male and WWE roster, yeah, male say. and female. Yeah. 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 Um, I, and and I'll I'll read some of those, but I do want to mention here. You know, 
because you guys have both said it. You know, wrestling is a very cosmetic business. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think one of the big differences here is is that let's say like someone like a Kevin Owens or something like that. Where you know, I don't think people are saying like. Kevin Owens, you know, yes, people are saying Kevin Owens is fat. You heard, you've heard someone say that, and I think that's taking it too far as well. You know, mm. I don't think saying something along the lines of, "Well, Vince McMahon might not be into Kevin Owens because of his physique or something like that," like that's a completely normal thing to Different say. Topic, but right. to say like, "Oh, well, Kevin Owens is unfuckable, so he shouldn't get a push," that would be crazy. Yeah, you know, a, like yeah. that would be a bad thing. Which, and, by the way, that sounds entirely too specific. Like, I feel like you've read that. I feel like you actually read that. <laughs> Like the, the comments. Like if I had to come up with a random comment, I don't think I would have said that. <laughs> uh, I've read too many internet comments. Uh, you, the, the, the handling social media for the site when you see stories like this around, you just I see so many things all the time. But no, that one just came up off the top of my head. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, because sure. people, well, because people, I got a, lot, a couple of random trolls were in my in my replies today of being like, "Well, you called Kevin Owens fat, like hypocrite," and I was like, "No, I've never said those words. I've maybe yeah. said." That Kevin Owens doesn't have the physique that I think Vince McMahon wants, but I would give Kevin Owens the championship if I was in charge. Absolutely. So clearly, I don't have any. I, I don't. And he's held the that championship, way. so <laughs> yeah. it's not a big deal. Yeah. Right. Um, and same for like when we were talking about Killian Dane the other yeah. day. You know, I I like unique looks. Yeah. Um, I, I very much like unique looks in wrestling. Killian but- Dane looking like a big old blueberry this week <laughs> <laughs> in a singlet. He did. He looked like yeah. a, he looked like he looked like who was the girl in Willy Wonka that became a blueberry? Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looked like a violet. Uh, Violet yeah. Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's funny too. Roke and I, when we were talking about SmackDown this week, uh, you'll remember this. Roke, yeah. I, I, I mentioned that I once tweeted saying that it was probably the higher ups who made him wear a shirt that one time. Yeah. So I didn't want to say that this time about the singlet. Sure enough, someone else said it on social media, and Killian Dane and Rodog once again jumped in to correct that person and say. That it was a it was a not a management thing. That it was a Killian Dane thing. That he went out and got the singlet right. designed himself. It was something he wanted to do. Uh, so I had a feeling they were going to do that. Yeah, that's why, yeah. that's why I didn't say it on the show. I was like, I know it. Smart move. I know they're gonna they're they're gonna correct someone about this. Um, okay, so the apology you guys were referring to. So mm-hmm. I was on that call with Meltzer. He dropped this apology very quickly after the whole. Um, yeah, and it reads like he dropped it really quickly. <laughs> you can tell, and he yeah he mentions this in his thirty minute apology on Wrestling Observer Radio that he didn't put a lot of thought into this apology that he was just caught up in the moment, felt like he should say something, and so he said, um, "I'd like to apologize to you. You are an extremely oh sorry, you are an exceedingly attractive woman." <laughs> I do realize the lengths of <laughs> I do realize the lengths of pressures on women in the entertainment world to maintain unnatural looks at times, and I'm glad you pointed this out. Um, Did that- he say he understands? He yeah. Under- so- wow. Yeah, he must understand a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, I don't, I, said you're, uh... I don't think he says it. No, he didn't say. Nope. He says no. I under- he he what about the uh, the the pressures? Uh, he says I, I I do realize the lengths and pressures. On women in the entertainment world. So, yeah, he said he understands. Yeah, yeah. In essence. To what extent? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> honestly, I don't think any guy could ever say that. Like, nope. honestly, nope. I never in a million years. Like, I, nope. I'm i not someone that goes up to girls and, like, hits. I, I My whole life, I never, like, went up to girls, like, in just person and just, like, yeah. hit on them at a bar. Like, I always felt super, like, awkward doing it. I was, like, like I don't like stopping chats mm-hmm. with random people. So, I always felt like if the shoe was on the other foot, I'd be annoying someone. And... Right. And and I just like when I started dating Erica though, and I got a better glimpse into social media, 
seen and you've dated someone who uh, you know is popular on social media and stuff when you see their dms oh man it is mind-blowing it is it will never make you want to hit on a girl via dm ever ever again again. like the things that i see in her dms on a daily basis just i don't know how women can can deal with that sort of thing like they are they are so much stronger than us when it comes it's to that the, It's the whole thing with dick pics that I just don't understand. I've never known one woman that you wanted is, to see one that has like gotten one and been like, "Look at that." You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take this guy up. You know what? I changed my mind. I, I'm gonna go out with him now. Well, well, look at that. I like the curvature of the shaft. I'm gonna date him now. Well, look at that. <laughs> she was like, "I would never date this." Guy. Oh, well, wait well, a second. Well, second thought. Everything changed. Wow. Now. Have I you seen them. a penis? That's not the best thing to look at no, in the world. They're not attractive things. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're not. But I, w- I will push back a little bit on your statement. I, I would uh, I would encourage you to speak to people in the gay culture. They Suffer the male gay culture does suffer the looks thing. That's the closest approximation to what women go through. But even they don't get the DMs that women get no, and, and no. experience on a daily basis. And that's the thing that I think is good about the Times Up of the Me Too movement is that it's opening eyes to the guys who are willing to have their eyes open to what these women have gone through. Our sisters, our mothers, our friends uh, uh, who've gone through, our girlfriends, our, our wives who've gone through, or daughters who've gone through this stuff and see and now see daily what they have to endure just walking to a grocery store. Absolutely. Yeah. Shit that men don't have any concept of. When, when that Me Too movement thing started, yep. and I, I remember like when my mom posted something like a Me Too thing and my sister, and I was oh, like, wow. What? They told stories of the Me Too from Well, their own they basically, like they said, they, they didn't go into detail, but they mm. basically said, like, I, you know, it's happened to Me Too. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing's happened yeah. to Me Too. And I just remember thinking, like, fuck, man, like, mm-hmm. that's so bad. You know, like, every time I hear all these stories. And so, yeah, I mean, it's. I understand that wrestling is a cosmetic business, sure. um, but I do think that there's a line. You know, yeah. like there is a line, and and going through and being like, oh, that that girl is not good because she's not, you know, as attractive to me anymore. Like right. that's bad, especially, you know, especially when it's someone like Meltzer who does have the biggest platform in wrestling. Mm-hmm. You know, his his voice carries a lot of weight, so much weight. Mm-hmm. I mean. People listen to what he says. I mean, he he says a match in some company no one's ever heard of is a must-see match. Everybody's watching. They yeah. all go watch it. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's a thing that happens. I mean, and- I guarantee, I could guarantee maybe 60 to 70% of the new subscribers of the New Japan world are all due to Dave Meltzer. Great points. I, I, I would agree more. Uh, I, would, I would say I'm one of them. Like, yeah. after, once he was pushing it so, like, once everyone was pushing it so hard, you know, and I had to start getting into New Japan... Um, but he's been one of the people championing it for a long time, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, and but even more so than even that is, you know, as someone who once again reads everything that hits the social media on on for the wrestling sheet site, you know, and I read every other wrestling news website, you know, his opinion is is echoed by many people afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, when he says something, it it kind of becomes the narrative amongst wrestling fans, at yes. least for a large portion of them, right. you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I I am happy that so many people said something, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it could have been one or two people. It could have just been Peyton and Billy. I mean, we've seen people like Lana and Rusev or, um, you know, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that come to mind, you know, uh, Ty Dillinger, I think, or, you know, there's a few yeah. other people who have openly said negative things about Dave on social media, but a lot of times it felt like, Personal, you know, I mean, whether it be 
Bruce Pritchard or be any or Randy Orton or anybody like that. You know, we kind of get the narrative now that a lot of the older guys or even a lot of current WWE guys don't really care for Dave. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. And so kind of, WWE's kind of trained some people, not all of them, some people to be just to dismiss everything Dave says. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that more so even is that they've also been told to not talk about him. I mm-hmm. think that they've kind of been told, you know, don't feed into it. Mm-hmm. Like, just pretend he doesn't exist. Type thing. For the most part, you know, unless something there's, you know, some kind of like big thing like this. You know, I, I saw a bunch of conspiracy, conspiracy theory types that, that were tweeting about how it seemed almost uh, uh, like an attack from WWE that like they were told to uh, you know to go after dave yesterday and that is super not what it was i mean i i find that really hard to believe from what i've been told it was more so the fact that they're not allowed they're not supposed to to kind of acknowledge him right and because it was because it was something we're all passionate about and happening in such mass that they couldn't all get in trouble so it was like well shit if we all have our chance now let's all take our shot now they were living by that i wish a motherfucker would (laughs) they were waiting (laughs) they were waiting yeah Yeah, it was that and like well carano can't call all of us yeah you know he he can't call all of us you know so uh let's let's all just get it in while we can because obviously i mean i'm sure a lot of those people did have you know prior opinions about dave that they were ready to get out you know but 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 that's not why they were doing this. You know, I think that it was a mixture of the two. I think it was obviously this is something that needs to be said because, like we were saying, it's something that beyond Dave just happens in the wrestling industry mm-hmm. every day. You know, I mean, every day. And so I would love to see it go away. When I that, really would. When that, if that book does happen, that which I forgot, I'm blanking on her name and I know it, and this is driving me nuts. She's putting out it's this indie is this indie wrestler and she's putting out a book that's like DMs from a female. Oh, uh, Jordan Grace. Yeah, if oh. that does come out, and she, I don't know if she could legally do this, but put up the handles of Oof. who did it. Oh wow, that'll that. <laughs> I feel like if you send something on DM. You are you are surrendering your right to your yes. privacy in that way, yes. especially if it's a derogatory comment or a comment that is offensive to a woman, and and, and you're trying to uh, attract her for some reason in some pig-headed, uh, 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 ungrateful way, then or chauvinistic way, then you deserve to have your handle published and that message put out. Don't give me this right of privacy crap. I, I agree. Screw you. Yeah, no, just because it's a private message doesn't mean like the other person agrees yeah. to keep it private. Like, exactly. I mean, I get that. That's the general. The, that's the, the idea. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the 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 unspoken rule of DMs. But yeah, you if know, you know the person. That's something else. Do you think I, I've always wondered this? And I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I don't want to reveal my idea. But I wonder what you guys think, because <laughs> it's, it's one of those things that I've been working on for a few years. What do you think the legality is of doing a book about tweets? Like, like using tweets, like a coffee table book, if all the tweets are a certain subject of, of something if that you find very If they're tweets and not... Just um, a picture of the tweet. That's social media. Yeah, I think that's legal. Yeah, is that, that legal, you think? It's yeah. public. Yeah, How you publish it, it on a public forum. Yeah. Right. You, as soon as you publish a tweet on a public forum, you have surrendered your right to the privacy of the tweet. It is out there for everyone to read, so you can certainly screen grab it and use it for whatever conversation. I think so. Or else, I mean, or else someone could have sued or for like people who do screen grabs of tweets uh, of other people's tweets and put them up to make comments about them, not but not that, retweet with a comment, but, but take making, pictures of the tweets. Yeah. See, I think that's what I have to do is take pictures like on my phone yes. of the tweet so that it's technically my picture. Right. 
Or use your computer. Uh, maybe it'll look cool. It's a good. It's a good yeah. idea. I, it's. It's. I've been compiling tweets for this idea for like can years. I, can I say one last thing? Absolutely. about this Peyton Royce thing. A lot. I saw a lot of fans pushing back. Oh well, she's put implants in herself. Why? You know. Why does that? Who is she to say like? Oh, this is how you influence young women. Isn't she setting a bad example? No. A woman is allowed to alter her body as she sees fit. Yep. That's her body. Just like you're allowed to get plastic surgery on your body if you're a male, you're allowed to do whatever you want to do. Penis implant, whatever you want to do. It does not mean that you should not still symbolize something positive for young women coming up. So this, these are these kinds of things that I feel like, oh, she wears makeup. Oh, she must have issue with her face. No, these are stupid comments that don't actually understand the situation. They're trying to win the debate instead of understanding what the debate is actually about. Yep. And I think those are the mistakes I've seen on some of these comments on Twitter. No, to, that's what's bothered me, too, is trying to like win the debate as well. Yeah. I, and I, I have well, also yeah, been Yeah, by confused. siding, like, oh, well, why didn't you get mad when he did this? Or, like, why, right, didn't the right. or why didn't you get mad when the talent... Or why didn't the talent all speak out when they were uh, you know, going to Saudi Arabia and doing Greatest mm-hmm. Royal Rumble? And it's like, uh, because that's their employer. Right. Like, this is solidarity among someone who reports on them. Like, and they did speak out in the way that they could with their tweets. Becky saying, working, waiting for that one day. And right? It's just, that's their way of doing it. And also, people yeah. don't know what might have taken place behind the scenes. Right, exactly. Like, people have no idea, you know? I yeah. mean, that's why Lawler got eviscerated. Yeah, I mean, like, even Corey kind of yeah. said something publicly, but you have no idea what happened behind closed doors. Right. And if they maybe did express some unhappiness to anyone mm-hmm. uh, above them, you know? So. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it, it's a obviously it's a sensitive topic, but I, I think all three of us and millions more would love to see things shifted and not be and maybe remember that there, there is a line, you know, and that uh, your words can have an effect on someone. So try and think about that before you before you go saying like creepy <laughs> shit. You know. Uh, all right, let's let's move topics here. Let's move something a little more fun. Let's talk about. You know, this isn't as necessarily a big of a news story, but I really think this is an interesting topic, and I, I wanted to get your guys' opinions on it. So, Seth Rollins did an interview with That's uh, a buff dog on that page. <laughs> <laughs> did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and in the interview with Sports Illustrated, I guess there's these rumors that maybe they might be doing Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania this year, which I hadn't heard about, but it's mentioned in this article. It's, they basically say, like, you know, what do you think about? of the potential of The Rock versus Roman Reigns. And he says, uh, well, (laughs) I would like it to be Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins. And then they said, well, what about Seth Rollins versus The Rock? And he said, well, that's cool, too. Don't get me wrong. I love Rocky. I think he's great. Love everything he's done for this business. But my gut, my first instinct, says we don't need him. We don't need him. If we're not the guys who can main event WrestleMania, then how are we ever going to be The Rock? How are we going to be Stone Cold Steve Austin? We can't hold on to these guys forever. We just can't. To me, let's do Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, before we do Seth Rollins versus The Rock. That's me. Um, this goes back to that whole argument again. You know, it's, we've been, I mean, this, is, this argument has been happening ever since they started implementing the part-time thing. And, I mean, on one hand, yes, you want the talent that is currently signed with the roster that are, are there every day. You want them to be heavily featured. But also, nobody is really taking the ball the way that The Rock did, the way that Stone Cold Steve Austin did, the way John Cena did, and ran with it. I mean, Roman, yes, Roman is that guy right now, but does he feel like it? No, he doesn't. But at the same time, to, I mean, the, to play devil's advocate here, the guys you listed there 
were given the ball for real. Yes, but no I'm one's th- really been no, given yes. the ball for real. Yes, but a lot of these guys Especially are given the ball. Brock. A lot of those guys are are given the ball and then are not able to run with it, such right. as Ultimate Warrior, and mm-hmm. so such as the Undertaker and a few of his title runs as well. I mean, obviously Undertaker has gone on to be incredible, and right. he's a landmark of the business. But just because you give somebody the ball doesn't mean they're going to run with it automatically. And yes, a lot of those guys were given the but ball. But the argument could still be made. That the ball has not been given to anyone in a really long time. But I also think you don't get the ball until you can actually show you can run with the ball. You, Absolutely. You will get the belt. You don't get the ball. And that's the difference there. And they can't do that with Roman. I think Seth is possibly the next contender to run with the ball for a while. But there's really no one else. Rusev ain't going to be able to do it, I don't think. And a lot of these, not because they don't deserve championships. They obviously do. It's just to be the face of the company. Do and I don't think AJ there's anyone there. Is, has no. been that? I don't no. think AJ is. Um, he's been a great champion. He'll be a champion yep. that people will remember. Um, I mean, he's in his short. I mean, yes, he's been there for maybe two or three years. But he's already had. Amazing yeah. matches. Because he's had amazing matches. He's made a lot of money merchandise-wise sure. for yeah. them. He's now going to be on the cover of a video game. He has held the smack. He's held yeah, the title Seth on Rollins SmackDown for longer than... Boy last year. This but. may be crazy, but I think it's going to be Alexa Bliss. I think Alexa is the one to run with the ball to be the face of the company. Interesting. She has all the attributes. She has all the personality. She's still young and growing into her strength as a wrestler and as a personality. She's got a good social media game. Plus, she's got a connection with the fans. People love her across the board, regardless of gender. And I think she is the closest thing we have to a genuine superstar since from that era, from The Rock and, and Stone Cold and all those guys, even Hogan, all of them. Since More Cena, so I guess. Ronda Rousey? Yeah, I would. Oh, yes. Because Ronda's she's, got a few years Ronda's ago. an MMA person. Yeah, you know, but just Ronda like Rousey's AJ. AJ, already, in my opinion, just as over as Alexa Bliss is. <sighs> yeah, but for different reasons. Like, she's made her bones in the UFC. She, so she already comes in as a product. AJ, in the same way, to my, in my opinion, he made his bones in the indies and other wrestling f- organizations before he got to WWE. You don't have that with The Rock or with Stone Cold. I mean, Stone Cold was in WCW, but he was being wasted in WCW. So you don't have these guys really blow up in other federations, then come over. It doesn't feel the same. And I think Alexa's the one, because they brought her in to NXT. She's a fitness person. They brought her through the ranks. She really grabbed the ball, and she has run with it as champion. There's a reason they stripped Nia as quickly as possible, gave it back to Alexa. They saw that it works better when she has the ball. And so that's, that's absolutely. The and I also think they only gave Nia the title because they booked themselves into a corner. There. Yeah, they like, very we, well may have. We that can't too. have her lose this few. The, the, yeah. the way we booked it. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, when you say AJ, yeah, he's a great champion. And yeah, he's a great tool if you want to pull out a great, like, um, wrestling, technical wrestling match. But he's old, man. Yeah. I mean, he's, like, yeah. he's in his mid, to, he's in his early to mid 40s. You're not going to give somebody control of the, I mean, like the quote unquote ball if he's already in the twilight of his career. <laughs> I was. I, I'm guessing you heard that on something to wrestle with recently, where because Conrad always talks about that when he's talking about age, and he'll mention the fact that AJ's like 41, I think, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I mean, and back it, in the day, you, that was the end all be all, of yeah, course. Totally. But I mean, and, and but when you hear that, you go like, "Wow, AJ's 41? Like, yeah, crazy." Like, it, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do, I, and yes, I have heard uh, Conrad mention that a few times, and it's kind of it is surreal to think Stone Cold Steve Austin retired at 39. I yeah. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's just insane nowadays, and. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'll probably be corrected for that if that's not the actual <laughs> age. But it was before 40. It was young. Yeah. It was, was young. before 40. And um, I just think AJ is – it's not so much that he's too old to perform because obviously he is not. It's just that there's no longevity in it. Yeah. You know, that, that, like he's – they for these guys – and it goes back to when I was watching, even though 
I mean, take it for what you will. I was watching Beyond the Mat recently, just throwing it back on. And it's they like that just to speak on your point they they really emphasize the people that they can invest in from oh, yeah. the jump for 5 6 7 years and that's people like like homegrown like Alexa Bliss mm-hmm. um i'm not saying i i don't know if they'll pick her or not because i don't think WWE as progressive as they are right now are ready for a figurehead of, of a woman yet, mm-hmm. I would that. I mean, obviously, in a perfect world, that'd be great. But I just don't know yeah. if WWE is there yet. I think we're gonna get. I think. I think this year we're getting the WrestleMania main event. I think it's woman. entirely possible. Yeah, I think we're getting Ronda versus someone. As the I think that's team. entirely It'll possible. Be Alexa, she's probably. been. She's been too much of the face of the mm-hmm. company of Raw. She's mm-hmm. been the. Her and Roman have been the the focus of Raw. Yeah. I mean, Braun is really kind of taking a back seat. Uh, in the past, yeah. you know, few months. And the Miz is... Oh, sorry, Jamie, you're going to finish your point. Uh, no, it, it, that was pretty much it. I mean, it's just like going back to the original point, it's the it's this old time time and time again argument that do we need... Do you, do you need him? No, you didn't need Goldberg last year. You know, right. you don't need these guys. But, I mean, you need... WrestleMania is the one night where young, middle, and old fans come together and watch shit. Yeah. And they all want to see that. Did we need to see... The NWO <laughs> what? doing a casual. Uh-oh, uh-oh. What? Doing, don't get me wrong. I love the NWO and I love Hogan Hall yeah. and Nash. Hobbling down the ramp. Hobbling down after DX did a full on sprint. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like um, sprint. And, and then you just see DX waiting at the bottom of the ramp for them. Yeah. Come yeah. on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, that was why I laughed so much at that, that thing that Hogan tweeted this week uh, with oh, yeah. him and the rest of the NWO because it, it was him, Hogan, or sorry, him, Hall, and Nash. And it looked almost like a – it was like it, – it, what was the word? Like, remember those old WCW vignettes when they were making fun – or sorry, the old no, WWF. The WWE sorry, the old oh, WWF yeah. vignettes, the, the, the Nacho Man Nacho and all that kind of – Billionaire it almost, Ted. Gilbert. It almost felt like that. Yeah. But in twenty years later, about the NWO now, you know, like they were kind of like old men, kind of like still wearing their young guy clothes. Yeah. I and loved stuff, it though. Thing. It was like it was, it was. Yeah. What was that movie? It was like. What was that movie about the like the four old astronauts? Oh yeah, a space cowboy. Space, it was like space cowboys. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great point. To me, it felt like the Expendables. You're getting the big guys back together yeah. that you grew up with that you enjoy. He even made a Star a Starcade reference, which I was he like, did. what? At Starcade '97, I was like, did. what are you talking about? So uh, I enjoyed that. But to, to to the original point of this conversation, I think Seth can say this now because Seth is in the mix. Um, when Seth becomes the Rock or Stone Cold. He'll love to come back in main event because it's an attraction. And you make a great point, Jimmy. At WrestleMania is where you go, and you kind of want it to be a show. And mm-hmm. so you bring the older guys back to have their fun. To enjoy. Like We had that Royal Rumble with all the old dudes that when you were Mean Gene called The gimmick it. Royal Rumble. Yeah, the gimmick Royal Rumble. All of that, we had that. So it's a fun time to do that. I get his point, absolutely. And every young up-and-coming wrestler who's about to get the ball felt the same way when the old guys were coming back because well, I mean, it takes jo- a spot. You want to shine. I mean, even John Cena used to say right. about the Rock. About the Rock. It was like legitimate. three years to, get, to finally get that But now. then you get and that Hollywood that, yeah, paycheck. Now that he's, right. Hollywood, he's right. like, my bad, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> he's even, I see why you were doing it. He's even come out and said, yeah. Yeah. I spoke too soon. I, my bad. Shouldn't have said that <laughs> right. about the Rock. And you're like, hey, we got you. We saw it. We know what you're doing, Cena. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's where you're at in the station. But I also find it hard to believe. And I'm sorry to interrupt you. I find it hard to believe. That if Vince McMahon came to Seth and say, 
we're going to put you in a program with The Rock, <laughs> and you're going to fucking win at WrestleMania, yeah. that he would be like, nah, I don't want to do it. No, more so he'd be like, sorry, Vince, put me against Roman. You know, like, fuck no. He'd be like, yes, thank you, sir. You know, would, like, yeah, especially thank if you he's for the opportunity, sir. Yeah. Vince would just blink at him if he said that. No, put me with Roman. <laughs> you're going to do what I tell you to do. Listen, pal. <laughs> you know what? Actually, you're losing to Fandango on the pre-show. <laughs> Never mind. You know? Um, yeah. you know, and I will say, you know, that Seth did mention, he, you know, because the, the interviewer asked and they said, but do you see how it's good for business to bring in that rock audience or do you not care? And he said, I see that perspective 100%. I get it. There's nothing wrong with growing, getting bigger and putting more eyes on your product. I totally understand that. I get it. But at some point, we got to move on from that. And, you know, I agree with everything that you guys said, right? Like about, you know, people want to see past, present, future, all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, all three of us have definitely seen WrestleManias that did not have that. That that are in our minds as epic things we're never going to forget. So I don't necessarily know. Yes, the past five years or so, we've been, or maybe even longer than that, we've kind of been trained to think. WrestleMania is where the part-time guys come back. But, like, it kind of was better, in my opinion, oh. when that wasn't the when case. When there wasn't that, because it hadn't been around long enough to have that. Yeah, like, you? I liked when the Royal Rumble... I liked when WrestleMania was about the winner of the Royal Rumble going to get his one shot at WrestleMania to win the title. And now, a lot of times, that Royal Rumble winner is, like, the fourth most important thing on the card, mm. you know? And it's instead, yeah. it's seven hours of nostalgia. And it's like... You know, I like nostalgia. I'm into it. But at the same time, like, with guys, like, right now the roster is loaded. I mean, Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, mm. AJ Styles, Rusev. Like, like, all, and that's just, I mean, I named seven people. that I could have named ten more, you mm. know, that, that could easily fill out a six-hour show that would put on a, a WrestleMania-worthy show if given the opportunity but instead they were like they're they're like hey let's bring back the nwo mm-hmm. again this uh, i bring i say this all the time you have to think about it as a business mm-hmm. and vince we're all thinking i mean like and i'm not saying your opinion is wrong it's right you know i mean like you know i mean it's it, there is i'm sure that if they programmed a whole just a, a whole thing of just um, of just the current uh, current roster, then I'm sure it would do fine. Mm-hmm. Um, would it do as good as a card with a rock on it? Who's to say? But I do think that when he said that that part with, that he said that we have to move on from that, you have. They're not like this is a f- two a month maybe two months out of the whole year. Yeah, yeah. You ha- so when they throw these old timers back in there, they have. About two months, maybe, unless you're Goldberg and then you get like six, and, and to build up for. You're lucky you threw that in there because I was going to call you out. I yes. was going to say Goldberg got fucking forever, dude. Yeah, <laughs> really and did. and that was they took their time. With him. <laughs> yeah, they really did. <laughs> and um, it, it's but like these guys have almost 300 days out of the year to do what they do, mm-hmm. and so I think to say that they, we need to move on from that. You have. I don't think that. I don't think that including The Rock in WrestleMania affects the rest of the year whatsoever. I really don't. And I just, like, I, again, I'm bringing it back to the business side. And as a wrestling fan, of course you want to see the current talent be focused and featured in heavily. Yeah. But if you're thinking about it dollars to dimes, 
you need as much star power there as possible. Right. And they're still, to this day, has nobody in that roster touched the level of The Rock. Yep. Nobody. Not even Cena. Not even Cena. In my, I agree with Daniel. Longevity, maybe. Yeah. But power? Yeah. No. It's true. I mean, yeah. I, at the end of the day, I mean, The Rock, if The Rock wants to be at WrestleMania, The Rock should be wrestling at WrestleMania. I think that's really, Absolutely. That's really what it is. And he'll but, get I the mean, biggest pop of the night, too. Yeah. Which Absolutely. is what you want. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, until WWE figures out that happy medium where they can have part-timers featured but not in the main event spot, mm. but then that doesn't make sense because you're spending all this money on them. So, that, like, right. you know, they need to find that happy medium, and they haven't yet. Mm-mm. Maybe they will, but... You know, I mean, like in a perfect world, you would throw The Rock versus uh, Rusev because, you know, they left that on un- unfinished yeah. mid card. I would much rather that, which in a yeah. perfect world. That but to me is... if you think The Rock is going to be in the main event, you're <laughs> out of your fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> Rock is going to sign the contract to be in the mid card. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. The very good point. All right. Well, uh, another big story this week, in my opinion, was Jeff Jarrett filing a lawsuit against Anthem Sports. Now, this to me, like, you know, we recently discussed Colcabana suing CM Punk, and it's very similar to that, you know, in terms of like... It'd be your own. <laughs> yeah, where you really weren't expecting it, you know? I mean, I, you know, they, they made this big announcement that they had acquired GFW and, and everything. Yeah, so I remember. I remember I was so confused when Jeff Jarrett... Uh, had a deal announced with Fight semi recently where it was like Global Force Entertainment was going to be doing something. I was like, wait, I thought that like Anthem owned Global Force now. And this lawsuit really kind of helped explain that. Basically, Jeff Jarrett in the lawsuit explains that the merger with Global Force Wrestling and Anthem never went through, but they continued to make money off of his IP and not send him any whatsoever. Uh, if what he is said to you know what what he is claiming is to be believed, but it kind of sounds like you know based on putting everything together, it sounds it sounds legit. You know, I mean, basically uh, the only thing I'm wondering. Well, didn't you mention a few months ago that that whole merge? They never signed the. They never like. That's signed. what I had heard. I had heard yeah. that. Yes, I had heard that. And now I remember that, you mentioned that. Yeah, and now he is. You know, now he is going out there saying like basically that. They were in talks. The talks were to acquire GFW and for him to come on as uh, COO, I believe, of Anthem Wrestling. Uh, then, you know, the talks kind of went through. They signed a deal for him to be COO. Uh, they signed a term sheet for the merger. Mm-hmm. But then five months passed and he got fired. Now, this is the part that confuses me is how in that five months the merger never went through technically. Um, but he says he never got the money for it, that five months passed, he got fired, and when he got fired, the deal w- went away. So when the deal went away, they kept the tapes to that sh- that GFW Amp show that they had filmed, uh, and that they started to promote them on the Global Force network that they have. Uh, they continued to keep kind of like their logo looking like the Global, Fo- Global Force Wrestling logo. Um, for all intents and purposes, they made it seem like they still own the company, basically. Um which is really shady if that's the case, right? Yeah, I mean, if it's, I mean, if I, I would think that a lot of this was kept on record, a lot of these transactions and deals and whatnot. And if it's on the up and up, 
I mean, this goes back to, I mean, I don't remember what I was about to reference, which another court case that if it's, you know, if that's what it is, then it's pretty clear, it's clear cut and dry. You know, they owe money. And if what we heard a few months ago that the deal never happened, then, yeah, they've been profiting off of the global force yeah. for quite some time now. But I also want to say that, like, not to be a dick. <laughs> But how much do you really think they were making off of Global Force's name? Well, look. Well, some people like if they if they don't care about the dollar amounts, the principle of the thing. And it seems like with Jeff Jarrett, who loves to sue people, it seems like this is <laughs> this is a situation for him that he like for him. He's like, well, my name still matters, and you know he's run Federation, so Jeff has a certain um, instinct or approach to it that a wrestler who is just a wrestler on a on a card might not have, you know? And so he understands all these business deals and the, the ins and outs. And so he, he, he values his image. Listen, I've never seen a guy love himself, more, value himself more with less track record to prove his value than Jeff Jarrett, but respect the fact that Jeff goes and gets his money. And, oh, and so I, he fights for it tooth and nail. Jeff Jarrett. I mean, they put him in the Hall of Fame. I never thought he would ever walk in the WWE Hall of Fame in my like, life. It's like that old thing they always say on some of the wrestle. Oh, which one's your favorite Jeff Jarrett match? You know, that one. <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't. The good uh, housekeeping match. Like, <laughs> China beat him? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, you know, I as much as we joke, look at I feel like. Not enough props are given to Jeff Jarrett for surviving. <laughs> He's dude. the best like, self-promoter there is. Yep. No question. Agreed. Best self-promoter. And every time you think the dude is, like, Ta- out of the business yep. forever, mm-hmm. he's like Hydra. Like, when you cut off one head, uh, you know, other ones grow, you know? And it's, cr- like, two other heads grow or whatever. And, like, that's 100% Jeff Jarrett. I mean, it, it's it's it's... It's amazing. He's like, he's like those backup quarterbacks back in the 80s and 90s. Like, he's 40. Why is Steve Walsh still on a exactly. roster at 42 years old? Like, how is he still being employed? It, it, I mean, the whole – you would have never – I would have taken money bets that he would have never been in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I would have ne- – I would have bet so much money that he is on the list of nevers. Yeah. Him and Scott Steiner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who I feel bad is probably on that never list. You know, He's show a nice up. guy. He showed up to the event and threatened murder. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, besides that, he's a nice guy. Like, he came. Like, he didn't even tweet it. He went there. Uh, I just want to go to a Shoney's one time. <laughs> I want to speak to the manager. I have an issue with these pancakes. I tweeted, a, I tweeted about Scott Steiner this week. I... Someone tweeted like saying like you know share your your favorite wrestling memory and that one of Scott Steiner always sticks to me because he's so everyone thinks he's so scary he's like the scariest dude mm. and I remember Kevin Silva and I were just we were at WrestleCon we saw the tweet we were at WrestleCon and a few years back and when when WrestleMania was in San Francisco we were at WrestleCon and like that far away like where that uh, where that pillar right there is like. Scott Steiner was standing there basically, and he was, I thought he was mad dogging me. Like, he was just, just mugging me. Like, and Kevin and I were standing right there, and I'm like, is, is Scott Steiner staring at me? And he's like, Scott Steiner is definitely staring at you right now. And we're like nervous. And Scott Steiner, you, for those of you who are watching, can see me, but Scott Steiner did like a quiet little, like, with his finger, like, summon me when he just does the one index finger, like, come here kind of thing. I would have ran. Dude, Kevin, and I looked, at Ke- I just looked at Kevin like, we gotta go over there, don't yeah. we? And he's like, yeah, we super have to go over there. And I was like, oh, fuck. He's like, Some- I-, I hope I didn't say anything. And I, I just, just imagine, <laughs> I just imagine Kevin 
not for namesake alone, uh, for namesake alone, being like Kevin from The Office when uh, <laughs> when Jim when Jim, when they find out Jim likes Pam and and her former fiance is going to kill. Him. He's like, I got your back, man. <laughs> that's, a, that's like basically his what it was like. <laughs> I feel like if he summons you over, prison rape is in the equation. <laughs> is in the equation. Kevin's like, I got you, dog. <laughs> all these these are all the thoughts that were going through my head as I'm going over. Like, oh man, this is going to be so bad. And then, like, we get up to him, and he was just like, hey, man, I really like you on TMZ. You're funny, man. Like, good work on there. Thanks for, like, representing wrestling. And I was like. I would have been dumbfounded. That- I wouldn't have been able to speak. I'd be like, I, of all the outcomes, this is not the one I <laughs> that is it, it, that That is the reaction we had. Kevin and I. I'm like, just Dr. Strange in the corner going, like. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like. Thinking this of is all the, the outcomes. <laughs> yeah, this is the one where you don't die. This is the only one where you don't die. <laughs> Um, I was just like, oh, I guess I just shit my pants for no reason, Scott Steiner, <laughs> crap, you know? Yeah. Uh, but no, he, and then even, like, I was like, oh, like, well, I'll pay for a picture. Like, And he was like, no, you don't got to pay. Like, let's just take a picture. We took a picture together. Oh, nice. Nicest guy. So All right. Well, maybe he just had a bad night that night in the Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. So, but, but yes, uh, you know, Jeff Jarrett, props to that guy for sticking around. And you know what? Get your money, dude. Yeah. If, if, this, if this is what happened... Get your money, dude. Like, that's not cool. They shouldn't have been screwing you like that. Um, And there's many more details to this, but they're a little more legal. So go check out the website, uh, ProWrestlingShoot.com. The full doc is on there for the full web, you know, for the full lawsuit. Uh, That that legal uh, El Cabong. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So you'll, you'll, for those of you who like legalese, you'll, you'll enjoy that. You know, one thing I want to talk about as well. And not necessarily all the sad details, but I kind of wanted to hear, you know, I just talked about a story that I had. I talked about Scott Steiner just now. And I didn't have a chance to read what you posted this week about uh, Jim Neidhart. But unfortunately, you know, as everyone listening to this or watching this knows, uh, Jim Neidhart unfortunately passed away this weekend. Uh, or this, it was this weekend or this week? It was uh, Sunday night. It, Sunday, was, Sunday it night. was Sunday, Monday morning. Yes. So, uh, you know, very sad. Obviously, you know, Heart Foundation, Heart Foundation is one of the best tag teams of all time. Um, and the Hart family is, you know, legendary and, and, and just, you know, he's someone that everyone talks about in such a positive light. You know, everyone says that, you know, he's such a nice guy. He was a cool guy to have around. Um, so it really is one of those ones where really it's a real bummer for the, for the wrestling community. Obviously, you know, Natalia is, as everyone can see is one of the nicest people on the roster. I think that most people feel that way. Um, so obviously, you know, everyone was really hurting for her. Um, but you know, on a more positive note, I wanted to hear, you know, you posted a picture of you and, and the Anvil uh, from when you worked at WWE for, for a brief period of time. Uh, so you got to produce one of their promos? Is that um, what it was? I, I, I shot one of the, I don't know if I, I wouldn't say I produced it, but I, um, I was given the direction by the writer. I was yep. told what they wanted. And you got to work on I got to work on it, yeah. Um, and um, I, I shot it. Like, you know, I spacing, whatever, fuck. Anyway, um, but... Um, um, so yeah, so we, so the whole time, like one of the people I became close with, through my time with the ro- with the roster as anybody would being there that many, that many months and days out of the week, out of the year. But I grew closer to a, a handful of people and one of them was Natty and it wasn't, it wasn't easy. I mean, it wasn't hard to because Natty, as you just mentioned, is genuinely one of the kindest, sweetest will go out of her way to say hi to you no matter where you are, no matter how you're like, if you're even like, if she's too busy, if she's going out to a match, she'll wave and say hi, you know? And through, before I had met Jim, her father, 
I felt like I knew him because she spoke all the time about him. Like she thought he was, I mean, she had nothing but nice things to say about him. She would always show me videos of them at home and stuff. And I felt like I knew him. I felt like I knew Jim's kindness and I knew his, his laugh. Of course I knew his laugh, but I, I mean, how could you not? <laughs> yeah. And I just like, he, the, that you really got a sense of their relationship with, through just talking to her because like I, it, it's, there's there's a there's a father daughter or son whichever bond of course but this went beyond that in my opinion they did they they truly loved being with each other well you all I think the you time. can see that in social on her social mm-hmm. media as well mm-hmm. I mean and as someone who watched Total Divas I mean like she cared so much about her parents I mean she was with them all the time yeah I mean she he was at her house yeah well when he I passed, mean after you know? yeah, well when he started taking a turn for the worst in terms of his health I think he started spending a lot more time there at, mm-hmm. with Natty at her house. And um, to go to this particular story about what you just mentioned, um, it was the only WrestleMania I worked on, which was the WrestleMania you actually just talked about, the one in San Francisco, uh, WrestleMania 31. And I'm very proud I was able to work on that one because it goes down as one of the greatest WrestleManias. Which, oh, yeah. You know, I'm pretty happy about that. But one of the shots I got to do was the Heart Foundation reunion. And Brett was off camera talking to one of the writers, so he wasn't in the shot, which was, was fine. You know? <laughs> I would have liked what? a full Heart Foundation <laughs> photo, but you know, I'm not going to knock Brett for that one. Um, well, you're the Brett of the photo, so it's okay. I, yeah, you know? totally. <laughs> <laughs> so um, one of the shots, it was a pre-tape, and it was before – it was Natty being encouraged by the Heart Foundation. I forget what match she had, but – and it was um, Jimmy – Brett and Jim and I really try because I you know I grew up watching these guys and seeing Brett by himself is one thing seeing Jimmy and Jim by themselves is one thing but when you get a whole faction together like that Mm. it's rare especially nowadays when everybody's unfortunately dying at such a young age and I kept it all internal I was all like all right okay um so uh Jim we need you over here and Natty, just from knowing me as long as she did, read me like a book. Like, she read it, like, out immediately, without even, like, made it super cool. She was like, hey, this is fun. Like, hey, Dad, and Jimmy and Brett. Well, Brett was over there. Like, get, get, like, uh, get in the hook. Let's get a picture right quick. Is she the one who took the picture? She's the one who took the picture. <laughs> That's awesome. And I was, and I'm going to have that forever now. Yeah. And I got, when I met Jim, he was like, Oh, because I like I mentioned in another post, I had made a custom when I was still able to before the uh, Apple merger with Beats. I was able to make a custom Heart Foundation headphone that I got made for Natty and TJ and the and the rest wow. of their family. And um, he, and he, she sent me a photo of him wearing them, and I posted the photo. If you want to go to my Instagram, you could see it. It's a cool photo. It's, it's just that he, he looks real happy. He was a guy, and it wasn't just that. He found joy in little things. Like just small stuff that like it, like it, it, like he was a grateful human being. He really was. And when I met him, he was so nice, just super easy to talk to. Like, like I almost felt like I was meeting him for like the fifth time because he was like he his personality and his energy and his love for his daughter transcended media and photos and all that stuff and. I mean, I was, um, I'm, I was, tr- I texted Natty, and um, I mean, I, t- I mean, I didn't text her because I, I didn't know if the time was right, but I did tweet at her, and I was just like, "Listen, you gave me, you let, you gave me a piece of your father that I will have for the rest of my life, and you know, I that's that means a lot to me." 
And I think that through, I don't think I was alone in that relationship. I think Natty's father, especially all the people that he met through Total Divas or through Natty visiting her at the locker room, I think that everybody felt that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and you know, it's we really it's it's in a world where wrestling deaths are too common. It's even less com. It's less common that somebody passes who is universally loved throughout the entire locker room, and he was. Yeah. No, I think you. I think you said it perfectly there. I. I, I was. He always seemed a really nice guy. So I, I. I'm glad you got that moment with him. You know, because that that is cool to have. You know, I think that you know wrestling fans do need to kind of cherish those those moments and, and try to make more of them. You know, I think sometimes we, you know. Sometimes we'll, like, not necessarily, you know, to try and be cool or to try and not be awkward. You know, you don't necessarily ask for that picture sometimes or you don't you don't take the pictures. You know, so, you know to pay the five bucks for the picture. It's a, it's a, it might be a fun memory you'll never forget that, you know, especially ten years later when, you know, they're not around or even, unfortunately, even sooner than that, you know. Uh, now, Roka. Yeah. You have to. Do you have to leave it six still? I do have to leave it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But so then, should we do? Can we do one more topic? Can, yeah. So can I say one last? Absolutely. Thing? Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure. Jim, I, I don't have that. That's a great experience, bro. Like I'm super just in honor of that. Like I'm jealous of that, and I wish I'd had that experience with him because the the clips that I've seen of him outside of being the anvil, he seems like an incredibly warm individual who caring like like. And you know, you find that in those big guys. Who wrestle? They sometimes have the biggest hearts, and you know, pun intended. And for me, the Heart Foundation. Look, I was never the biggest Bret Hitman Heart fan, but I loved the Anvil always because so of wait, the last. You, like, you liked the tag team, but you just didn't like Bret. Yeah, I didn't like Bret. I liked the tag team, <laughs> but I didn't like Bret. I always thought Bret was a bit snooty. And what I liked early about, Heart Foundation. Yeah. I, by the way, I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah, no. uh, on Tuesday Night Titans, I watched an old Tuesday Night Titans yeah. recently, and Bret like during peak Heart Foundation. Where did he go? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he could talk. Yeah, that guy disappeared over almost overnight. But yeah, but uh, Anvil was so great at that, and the laugh, and the stroking of the beard, and everything. And whenever, whenever they would tell him to calm down, like the way that he would go crazy on the mic when he do those promos, I loved it because you never knew what was going to happen. With Warrior, it's a different kind of never know what was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. But with Anvil, it was like you you were so like excited to see where he was going to go with it, and when they always had to calm him down. And I think one of my favorite promos was when Warrior was trying to calm the Anvil down. I'm like, this is so insane. <laughs> Insane. And so all of that. So when 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 he whenever he would they would bring him back on television, he was one of those guys that was always happy to see because I never felt like you just tell from his essence. I never felt this was a genuinely bad dude. This was a guy who loved what he was doing and he enjoyed being part of it. And that picture of him, Davy Boy, Brett, and uh, and uh, uh, and and yeah, Owen, they're all gone, but Brett. And that broke me when I saw it uh, when they were doing the tribute for Anvil on on Raw. Yeah. I literally had to stop uh, and and cry a little bit because it's like, damn, like, damn, Brett's the last one, and that's heartbreaking in so and many he's ways. He's not even in the best health. You're right, exactly. I mean, I mean, I mean he's better than he was not since but, the Goldberg thing. And yeah. it's a shame, but I just see this happening in the future. That you know we, it, 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 I just see it happening. It's a shame that's going to happen. That you know probably ESPN will do it some sort of special. Oh on, yeah, very, very much like they did on the on the Von Erichs. Yes, family. like I don't know enough. It's I hate saying it because there are people in that family that don't deserve any of this stuff. Yeah, and there are just I don't know any other than the Von Erichs. I can't think of another wrestling family that has had this much bad luck. Yeah, yeah. They've, yeah. They, it's a tra- they've had a, they've had a tragic with, tale for with sure. that kind of legacy. With and, that kind and of legacy, through it yeah. all, Natty shows up every day to work yeah. with a 
fucking smile on her face. Yeah. She's a warrior. Well, I saw because everyone was sharing, you know, Anvil promos and stuff like that. I was cracking up at one. It was very early Heart Foundation in WWF. Actually, when I was watching, I was thinking like. Man, if you had seen this, you would have thought that Anvil was the one who was mm. going to be the, the world champion while watching it. But it was cracking me up. I, it, they were talking about the British Bulldogs, and they were talking about the – what was the dog's name? Oh, uh, yeah. No, well, they, and they said, was, what's a female what's dog? A female yes. dog? <laughs> and the interviewer was like, well, it's a bitch. Well, you know? And he's like, the proper <laughs> term is a bitch. <laughs> exactly. What you call it? <laughs> uh, that was the best. Was I was, the best. And then Brett's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. no, it was, it was good stuff. All right, well, um, Roka, I know you have somewhere to be. Yeah, we yeah. got started a little later than we would have liked, so the show's, the show's gonna be a little shorter this week. Um, but you know, if you want more of us, there is other stuff in the Wrestling Sheet Radio uh, feed. There's Top Five with James and Kevin, where they talk about the the top five best things in wrestling this week. Uh, it covers NXT, covers uh, Impact, so there's a bunch of stuff on there. Also, you can check out the shows with Roka and I, the, yeah. the Collider, Collider, Body Slam, Raw, and SmackDown recaps. Uh, those two shows, the recaps, are also available on the YouTube channel. Uh, it's YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Uh, you can see our beautiful faces on there as well. Um, I need to get in shape a little bit, but oh. still, but still, you can see us on there. It's it's fun being able to actually see us talk as opposed to just listening to our voices. Uh, if you are watching on the YouTube channel, though, I uh, implore you to also please go subscribe to our audio feed on iTunes on Podcast One. It really does help us. Uh, if you go there, you like, you subscribe, uh, you leave a review or a rating, uh, it really does help with the algorithm. Uh, same for YouTube. You subscribe on there, you like, you share it. Uh, all those things help us grow. They help us get the word out to more people. If you're entertained by the show, uh, then someone else will be too. So please, please help spread the word uh, until the next episode. Uh, until then, Roka, where can people find you at? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Did I leave something out? I think we have time for one more. Do you want to talk about Renee? I did. Kinda. I can stay. I can stay for like five, ten minutes okay, if you want to do right, it. Right. I felt bad if you that we weren't going to talk well, about it. Yeah, let's well, let's do this. Well, because you and I discussed it a little bit. So I yeah. wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, all let's right. do this. So we put up an exclusive on the site this week. Um, so obviously, all of you who watched Raw this week, which is I'm sure every single one of you listening or watching like a Marvel post credits scene. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's it's wrestling, man. I I, I don't mind staying to talk. Yeah, you know it's that. a little running. I like she, it. She can, my day can wait. Yeah, let's, go, let's do this. Uh, it's your new girlfriend. Yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. She understands. Okay, good. Okay, so um, so basically, so Raw, so Raw obviously was the Renee Young was on commentary this week, and I think the big question going out of it was, what are they going to do? You know, I think that you know most. For the most part, people were uh, they weren't uh, against her commentary. I think that whether you liked mm. it or loved it or disliked it or whatever, um, that's up for debate, obviously. But I think most people, for the most part, felt like she had done a better job in the role than Coach had been doing the past couple of months, and that it'd be nice to have uh, a different voice in there, especially knowing that she's going to be. Uh, she already did the announcing for the May Young Classic. Clearly, there, you know, more commentary work is going on for Renee Young. Now, I started to ask around the sources to see what the plan is. Like, is this something they've talked to Coachman about? And from what I've been told, uh, there are no immediate plans to switch Renee Young's role to commentary right now. Now, she has expressed that she would like to do more commentary if the possibility arises, if the situation arises. And I've been told that if that opportunity arises, she is one of the people who will be considered. Um, do you think that she is someone who should be considered over some of the other people who are kind of waiting in the wings, though, for that role? Well, that's hard to say. 
Because I don't know who else has been waiting in the. In well, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, I'm sure some of the guys, you know, so, so, uh, I don't know, like someone like a Percy Watson or something like that, who's been doing stuff right. in NXT, probably wants that role. Or um, I think I should have that damn role. <laughs> uh, look, I, I, here's the deal: uh, Aaron, our own Aaron Turner. Uh, when I was talking to him yesterday, going over all things wrestling, he was like, "I wanted to yell at you and Ryan through the, my computer." I go, "Why?" He goes, "Because Renee did commentary for a year at NXT." And she has got, she has experience doing commentary. That was for so others. long ago, right? I know, I know. For other sport, and she was the host. She wasn't doing. Yeah. She was the host. There's a difference between the host and what she was doing, which was color, right? Yes. She is a. I think, in my opinion, she's a better host than she is a color commentator. I think she's her talents are better suited for that. I agree. Where she can maintain the ship and drive the ship forward. I think that's what she's best. Kind of like how like Tom Phillips did that with Mauro Ronaldo, similar right. in that regard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so you see that with. I think that's where her gifts lie. And yes, she should absolutely. Absolutely be considered. It's time. Uh, but also, we have to look at her track record. She did stuff for New England Sports. It, between, it was between her, apparently, and Michelle Beadle for that highly questionable show where Michelle Beadle got at ESPN. She would have been the host of that show. So that's the thing. She is a host. I don't think color commentator is where she's best uh, suited. So if you're talking about should she be considered for color commentator, I think there are other people that are better for that. Should she be considered to host a show? Hell yes. Yeah, yeah see, I, I yeah, mean, I agree. Well, just before, sorry yeah. to sit over you, but I, I also think that maybe not necessarily Raw, because I do think that, you know, with Michael Cole and Corey Graves, she would get lost in the shuffle a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't mind her on SmackDown. You know, I wouldn't mind. I feel if like. If you moved Cole out and put her in, I wouldn't care. I would be happier. Really? Honestly. I don't mind Cole, but I think Renee can do the shill better than Cole can. And, and and to speak on your point, I agree that you know Renee isn't going to be the one with the the sound bites. She's not mm. going to be the good God Almighty. She's not going to certainly not going to say puppies. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, unless she's actually talking about puppies, <laughs> she might actually be talking about, about dogs. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> but she's like you know Michael Cole is the guy who drives the ship. He doesn't have any unless you want unless you want to count boss time. Or how this is Seth Rollins' best year of his life. Yeah. Or classic Undertaker. Or classic Undertaker. Or vintage. Vintage, vintage Undertaker. Just our vintage Undertaker. And, um, but he doesn't have catchphrases. You know, he's, he's the guy. He's got a couple, but, but yeah. Which ones? Like you said, vintage. But they're vintage. not exciting are, catchphrases. No, they're not yeah, exciting, yeah, 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 but he's yeah. got a couple they're of them. They're not slobber knockers. No. 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 And so I think she, uh, and yes, I don't think she's the one that'll have the sound bites. I think she's the one that'll drive the narrative. Like she'll tell the story, she'll say who's on screen, yep. what's been happening, and then somebody else will say, like, by God. <laughs> do, you think, do you think that would be more effective on Raw than, than Coachman? Than what Coachman has been doing? I got to be honest with you, and this is not a knock on Coach. I really have no i don't have any issue with him being on the commentary team but in terms of how he ranks in terms of commentators mm. that have been on the table for the past few years he's very low to me right now because in the back of my mind i don't think he's there as a first choice yep yep. yeah, yeah i feel the same and way i don't think he is there for himself as a first choice yes. it feels like he'd rather be on es back on espn yeah. he's doing this to cash the checks but i think he feels he's going back to revisit something he already conquered and did and so he's going through the motions but he's not fully committed yeah like i mean yeah, he feels that way i mean you even can tell. Through, I mean, you could tell because halfway through raw Corey will look at coach yeah. and be like are you paying attention <laughs> like what are you watching yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we were talking about that this week we were like yeah, yeah i mean a lot of like like that was why i, I all didn't the time. that was why i didn't i, I enjoyed i think the most the reason I enjoyed having Renee Young on commentary the most was because she didn't say anything that made me go, what is she yeah, talking exactly, about? Yeah, like, yeah. And Coach 
every week seems to do so that. So even Corey's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, and what are you saying? And I wasn't even, at first I was wondering if it was like an on purpose thing because he'd been gone for a while and it was like a thing they were playing into. But now it kind of feels like a Mike Adamly situation where it's oh, like, God. where it's like, oh, God. Where it's Mike like, are Adamly. you paying attention to what's going yeah. on here? You know, like that's kind of how it feels when I watch it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I hope my, the vibe I got is that I have, and, this is not inside information, but the vibe I got is that we're going to see her again at Evolution as well. Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, that, that, that of course, is that she's going to be doing the, the announcement for Evolution she, too. She should be. Yep. Yep. She should absolutely steal the ship at Evolution. She should absolutely be the main host. All right. Well, since I know you got to go, Roka, yeah, I do. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Oh, yeah. You guys can always find me at The Roka Says, my homage to The Rock on Twitter and on Instagram uh, and all the stuff I do here at Collider. Like you said, Collider Body Slam, all the Raw and SmackDown recaps, but also Collider Sports. We're talking NFL, Premier League. We're going to talk about NBA once the season starts. A lot of stuff happening and all the stuff on the main channel as well. Jamie, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram, just J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And if you're in New York this weekend, I will see you at SummerSlam. Ooh, oh, you're going nice. to SummerSlam this yep. weekend? I'm I didn't going, nice. I'm going on Saturday. Are you going to hit Brooklyn, too? Are you going to hit NXT TakeOver? Or uh, no, nah, I get okay. in too late. <laughs> oh, damn. That would be cool, though. Right. Uh, and you can find me. I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media as well. You can find the website. It's at Wrestling Sheet on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And like I said, please subscribe on here. If you're watching via YouTube, it helps us out a lot. If you're listening to the show, please subscribe on the audio feed as well. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP, but don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's Chico Pit Boomers 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. (laughs) Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 